Hello and welcome to Subcultured, a podcast exploring subcultures from around the world. I am your Count of the Evening, Jake Brennan, and I am joined by fellow creatures of the night, Joanne Graham. Ha ha! Ben Hyman's. I'm confused if this is a Halloween episode or not. And Jacob Albert. <laughs> what did the vampire order from McDonald's? What did the vampire order from McDonald's? A big drag. Ha ha. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope you're not too fangry over that one. Oh. Oh, oh, yep. I- I'm already regretting this episode. So, guys, have you ever thought to yourself, what if vampires were real, and would you become one? Like, Joe, if you happen upon some young hip kid who was like, hey, want to become a vampire? You know, it's the cool, hot thing people are doing these days. Would you? Yes, absolutely. This is something I've thought about a lot, and I would definitely say yes to becoming a vampire. Oh my days. Well, Ben, would you become a vampire if it meant that you could drink some of that sweet, sweet ectoplasm, but at the same time would never get to eat a lovely steak? I'm a bit worried about a stranger asking me to become a vampire. (laughs) I'm concerned that that's just going to involve me being sexually assaulted. (laughs) Oh my great. (laughs) Well, thankfully all these questions will be answered as our tour guide and expert today Jay Grabbit will run us through real vampires, which I'm just going to take a wild stab in the dark, like it says on the tin, and just assume that these are vampires, but not actually real vampires. Well, I guess that entirely depends on what you count as a real vampire. I mean, they don't turn into bats, obviously, but they do believe they have a real medical condition that requires them to drink blood or take an energy. Whoa, 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 sorry to interrupt. Medical condition? Yes, it's not just, oh, I want to be a vampire. This is. I have to drink blood, or I have to absorb energy of some kind. Otherwise, Um, things will happen if I don't have it. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure, wasn't there a famous doctor that wrote an article on it? I think Dr. Acula, I think his name was. Oh, Oh, oh. yes, Ah, the esteemed. ah. I'm just going to point out now, I did a murder mystery night a few months ago, and I got to play a Dr. Acula, hence why the perfection of the voice. Ah. (laughs) Oh, indeed. Oh, I offended a few people. But so, yeah, real vampire. So is there science behind this medical condition? Well, there seems to be some evidence. I'll say some evidence with a big caveat. There was a case of a woman in the New Orleans who said she was a vampire, didn't drink blood for four months, and then ended up in the ER. Oh my god. Because she had blood pressure that was up to 160, migraines, and would occasionally lose consciousness. Oh my days. And then she had a bit of her husband's blood in the hospital and then was completely fine. So... <laughs> That seems to imply there's something. It could obviously just be in her head. So they're positive, though. It's not like, I don't know, a case of anemia. It's not she's just got very low iron levels or something. Well, I think this partially is the reason why. I was doing some research and I found an article which is, is it safe to drink human blood? Because, you know, that's the kind of article people write nowadays. Yeah. Uh, classic 2019. General consensus was, in small amounts, as long as it's tested, it's fine. But the guy, Kent Sepowitz who's an infectious disease specialist, said at the end, the only plausible benefit is that because blood is full of iron and a large portion of anemia is due to low iron levels, drinking blood is a relatively efficient way to get iron. Wow. Personally, as someone who suffers from anemia from time to time, I might learn something from this episode. I I might pick up some new life skills. We're going to play this out. We're going to see how this goes. Personally, I think if you're feeling anemic and you need some blood in you, it would be much more logical to eat like some black pudding. Well, you'd think so, but I mean, that's less cool. <laughs> is it though? Black pudding's cool, guys. Yes, Joe, black pudding is very cool. Don't let anyone ever tell you different. 
kids, this has been a public service announcement. Don't give in to peer pressure. Just say no to black pudding. <laughs> oh my gaze. So, the science aside, let's talk about the actual subculture, the people who are literally adopting this as a way of life. Because I admit, you know, we've all been young, we've been edgy, we've all gone to Hot Topic and buy fingerless gloves. But, you know, what incites people to carry that on into their adult life, Jacob? See, this is the thing, because it depends on what you look at. There's a guy who researched New Orleans vampires for two years, and he came to the conclusion that it happens during puberty. They kind of feel they've got low energy, and then they'll taste blood for some reason, and it'll give them a little boost. So maybe they bit the lip or something and tasted blood, and went, I have to have blood to keep going. Yeah, so basically he said that we didn't have an interest in vampire culture beforehand. It's more they just kind of came into it and then the vampire stuff came afterwards. But there's also a different thing I found, which is the Vampirism and Energy Work Research Study. Oh, so this goes beyond just like being a cool hip fad to being like some people are trying to feel like the reality of being a vampire. Yeah, this is a proper survey, the largest of its kind. And so while the New Orleans researcher said they don't like vampires and they get into it later on once they've got this urge. He found that a lot of them actually do like vampire culture beforehand. Ah, uh, mm. poses. Basically poses, yeah. <laughs> Try hards. Mm. <laughs> so I'm trying to get my head around, like, cause I, you know, would you be able to spot a real vampire? I mean, obviously not in the day. Let's delve more into the people and how they, how they do shit. They're not actual vampires, <laughs> though, are they? <laughs> Listen, Joe, these people have a serious medical condition. It's been diagnosed <laughs> by doctors. They claim it as a medical condition. They may or may not have full prescriptions they need for, for the supplements they require. You can't just say it's not real just because you can't see it. I don't trust the medical license of Dr. Acula, to be honest. Sounds like a fraud. Well, I truly believe that if you can outright claim to be Klingon in today's day and age, I feel they're on the same middle ground. You can choose to be a vampire. And you know what, Jacob? You have my interest. And I'm just curious to know, like, you know, if I was to become a real vampire, what would I have to do? Well, basically, just say that you have this urge. <laughs> oh, is that it? Basically, yeah, because it seems to be that real vampires come from all walks of life. It's not just one particular group. At least looking at the survey, obviously, it's just every race, every religion, everything under the sun. As long as you're in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how similar are they to mythical vampires? Like, can they go out into the sun, and are they, like, allergic to garlic and stuff like that? How far does it go? Oh, I'm sure some will claim they are, but the only thing that kind of ties them together is this urge for blood or life energy mm. in some way. Life energy. How do you have an urge for life energy? Blood I can kind of understand. Oh yeah, fancy a bit of blood tonight. Yeah, that strong metal-like flavour. But how do you crave... How do you crave energy? And is it in any way related to parental brooding? Because the second <laughs> I pick up a kid, I just think to myself, I need to just send that mm, fresh youth. Give me <laughs> and would that technically be the same as would I be draining that child of its life to feed myself? Is Jake a vampire? Mm, am I? I'm already a juggler. I could be a juggler vampire. is super metal. Well, you have to pale face to be perfect then. Exactly. Yes, I guess he would technically be draining the baby because there's different types of feeding of psychic energy. I'll run through the types if you want. Yes, yes. I'm curious to see what vampire I now choose to want to be after the end of this episode. Okay. We do the classic first, the sanguinarian vampire. Oh, sounds fancy. Mm. Mm. Or sangria vampire, I guess you could call him. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Get behind mm. that one. <laughs> These are the ones that go for blood. And they 
collect it in different ways. So you have a donor that you feed from, and then some will use hypodermic needles, some will use razor blades, some have ritualistic knives, you know, whatever floats your boat. Okay. And then they'll obviously drink the blood, and they believe this gives them energy and helps them get through day-to-day life. And then you get to the psychic vampire. Ooh, okay. Which is life energy. So it really depends on who you're talking to, because some say it's, it's emotion, some say it's prana, some say it's chi, aura. It's some sort of spiritualistic energy. So you could be like classic Dracula-style kind of vampire, or you can be kind of like a New Age hipster vampire. Essentially, yeah. But there's also hybrids as well, which are a bit of both. So you mentioned, like, we're talking vampires here, and yeah, they crave blood or psychic energy, either one. But then you just mentioned their donors. So who are the donors? Well, a donor could be anyone, essentially. And what are they getting out of it? This is the thing, it depends. Some of them, they do it just because they're friends and want to help them out. Sometimes they pay money to drink the blood, and sometimes it's even for sexual favours. Of course it's for sexual favours. Someone's boner is involved in this whole thing somewhere. Mm -hmm. So Jacob, you mentioned other types. Were there any more to delve into? Like I mentioned, there's hybrids, which are ones that could do one or the other or both, which leads some real vampires to believe it's not necessarily the blood that they're getting the energy from. It's the kind of life force within the blood itself. Don't you think it's always funny that in vampire movies, they always steal the life force from, like, children, as though children have the most powerful life force? What if, instead, old people had the most powerful life force because they've been alive the longest, Mm. and there were vampires going around sucking out all the elderliness out of old people, making them young again? I just think they hate kids. Just hear a kid wailing on the train, and you think to yourself, ah, later, yeah. If you are worried about your children, this ties into something that I discovered recently, which was not in preparation for this episode, surprisingly, but it does tie in very well. We were taking a delve into Gwyneth Paltrow, the actress. I'm not sure if you've heard of her. She set up this online shop called Goop. No, you're not going to mention Goop. I am going to mention Goop. Goop. Because one of the products they sell that I'm aware of is Psychic Vampire Repellent. Yeah. Yeah. It's for a reasonable price of £26. Can we just take two steps back? First of all, can someone explain to me what Goop is? Goop is Gwyneth Paltrow's brand. It's what she does now. She's not an actor anymore. She's a like a brand ambassador and CEO of Goop. And Goop is basically a new age way of thinking about, I don't know, life. She sells like jade eggs that are apparently supposed to like reinvigorate your yoni. And you know where you stick them? Yeah, your yoni. <laughs> It's your vagina. Oh, She's got loads of weird, terrible products, and they're all really expensive. And then she has this magazine, and she's like, you are aging prematurely and being absorbed by vampiric demons unless you buy my... Psychic Vampire Repellent. Exactly. And if you don't want to buy the brand Psychic Vampire Repellent, Mm -hmm. you can make your own at home. All you need are the cheap ingredients of sonically tuned water, colloidal silver... A unique and complex blend of gem elixirs, including but not limited to black tourmaline. These are things that you can find around your average household kitchen or bathroom, <laughs> mix them all together, you can make your own psychic vampire repellent, I'm sure. And then you put that in your yoni as well. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm on the website and I've gotten to wellness and there's a half-naked lady here. Is this going to get me... They sell clothes too! Yeah, they sell pretty much everything. Goop has a podcast, by the way. <gasps> oh no! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Giving a shout out to our fellow casts. <laughs> <laughs> How much is this? I may need this in case you know I'm a bit scared when I delve into this. Be like, back heathens! 
I don't think it will work, Jake. <laughs> what? <laughs> you saying crystal water and alchemy won't help you? Yeah, I think the jade egg might be about as useful. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever heard that crystal water and alchemy will not help me. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm shocked. Dr. Acula told me very different things. <laughs> How to use shake gently before use. Spray around the aura to protect from psychic attack and emotional harm. Avoid contact with eyes. <laughs> Do not ingest or inhale. Oh, God. I'm definitely not taking advice from Gwyneth Paltrow of all people about how to avoid vampires. I'm pretty sure if there's any vampire in the world, I think she's one. Did she play a vampire in a movie, I'm sure? I don't know, but she hasn't aged, so I'm Ooh. guessing that she's... She's a vampire selling fake anti-vampire products. So that people feel protected, and that's when they're most vulnerable. Exactly. Oh, I mean, if I was a vampire, I'd totally get into that. to be like, lol, wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. Sell vampire defense stuff that actually makes the vampires stronger. Oh, it's like, ah, uh, I'll let them all believe that. Some crystals and some sprayle stoppers. <laughs> no. Jokes on them. We love crystals. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, yo, crystals. Like, ah, you should have kept the garlic motherfucker dead. <laughs> so moving on from vagina eggs. <laughs> it's difficult to. It really is. Well, going back to the psychic vampire for a second, which they're supposed to be defending from, there's actually various feeding techniques. There's contact feeding, which is physical touch. Oh, physical touch. You mean to yeah. say there are some Aww. vampires out there who just want a hug? Yeah, or just hold hands or something. And maybe maybe Aww. a little nibble. Yeah. Then you have ambient, which is absorbing the natural energy generated from high traffic areas. So imagine like you go watch the football or something and everyone's jumping up and down their seats and stuff. You absorb that energy. You know, it's very generalised. The reason why I live in a city is because I do enjoy knowing that people are having a good time around me. I want to make a joke out of this, but it generally feels like, huh, I can relate to that feeling of just like the energy and other people doing things and being happy makes you instantly happier. Jacob, am I a vampire? Well, we'll see if you felt happy about this one. Tantric or deep feeding? If you've got any idea what that might be. Hello? Mm. Do tell? Well, that's feeding through sex or erotic encounters. Oh, kinky. But, I mean, at least to me, that kind of ruins the mystique of vampires feeding. Mm. If you imagine, like, the classic vampire, it's, you know, it's a dark night, the moon is full, the vampire is silhouetted, and he embraces his victim and bites a neck. It's very cinematic, it's very tasteful. There's, like, there's implications, but you don't really see stuff. And then you think about this, and it's just someone just getting fucked. <laughs> Just no two ways about it. It's just in, it's out, in, out, Count Dracula all about. And is it just penis and vagina sex that counts? Or are there, you know, foreplay? Does that does that include that? It's just any sexual encounter, as long as you believe that you're absorbing energy from it. It's good to know that vampires can titty fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's something they really miss out in Twilight. I generally feel that, I mean, <laughs> that vampires are portrayed as these super sexual, like, fuck monsters and it's like very all and brooding and deep and stuff it's like yeah 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 but where's the gangbang they weren't oh representing the full spectrum of vampire subculture seriously twilight gets it so wrong so wrong for one edward cullen should not be able to maintain an erection mm. think about it he has no heartbeat how is he going to circulate blood through his organs for an immortal creature as well he seems to have a very serious look on life a kind of common theme I seem to find in fictional vampires, and it may be the same with real ones, any of you listening out there, that you kind of have a very fuck it mentality with being, you know, immortal, which I can kind of really get behind as an attitude. Like, oh no, the werewolves have stolen my girlfriend, uh, it's alright, a few, about 20 years, she'll be gone, dead. 
and I'll just <laughs> she'll be get, dead anyway. She'll, she'll be dead. I'll just get a new one. I'm a vampire. Fuck you all. <laughs> I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, Joe, or I don't know, maybe good news. I'm not sure you're into. There is actually two ways technically a vampire could get a boner. Oh, wow. Okay. Please tell. Excellent. It's entirely dependent on how undeath works. So take it with a pinch of salt. Okay. What do you mean? I think we're going to purely scientific fields here. Oh, course, I expect yeah. this to be backed up by research and more surveys. I oh, want yeah. in-depth knowledge of the Twilight canon. Oh, okay. This is just generally, this is real life, inverted commas. <laughs> okay, so like you said, you wouldn't be able to get a boner because his heart's not pumping blood. Have to thumb it in. Oh, have to thumb <laughs> it in. You said that the other day. I'm still disgusted. I was rehearsing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All paid off for my big moment. <laughs> Joanna Graham, thumb it in. <laughs> Sorry, continue. You were saying about <laughs> yeah. thumbing it in. Oh, yeah, just thumbing it in. Well, rigor mortis itself wouldn't help, obviously. Oh, it might, though. It won't. You know why? Here's a truth bomb for you. You better take shelter. The dick isn't a muscle. Oh, I guess it's not, is it? It's a tissue. Yeah, spongy tissue. So rigor mortis won't help, but liver mortis might. If you know what, what liver, liver mortis, mortis Here's my forensics kicking in. <laughs> of course the forensic scientists will know oh, of about dead penis. <laughs> penis well, well, I'm so glad we have you here. Course. It's part of the course. Okay, so long and short of it, when you die, different processes happen. Rigor mortis is one of them, but a process that happens afterwards is liver mortis. Which is because the heart isn't pumping blood around the body, it begins to pull in the lowest part due to gravity. So, okay. say that you die on your back, all the blood will pull in your back. So, if you die on your front. Okay, I see where this is going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be all swollen and purple, but you can technically okay. get it up. So, that's how vampires can have sex, is yeah, if they, they have to at lay the down. moment of death, <laughs> penis yeah, you, down. You lay on your front. Bring back planking. Oh, God, planking. And there's the second way, which is literally called a death erection. Oh, I've heard of these! <laughs> yes, otherwise known as angel lust, which would make for a good band name. Wow, that is two very contradicting statements. Death erection, angel lust. Hmm. But, I mean, this requires the vampire to hang himself. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, what? because basically when you execute a guy, usually through hanging him, but it has happened through firing squad as well, pressure on the cerebellum or the spinal cord it gives you a boner for hours. That's why people do it to jack off sometimes. Good old asphyxi wank. Exactly. Or for a vampire, it's just wank. The danger <laughs> isn't there. We've also got the option number three. It's propped up with crystals. The only certain type of crystals, others will repel it. But with that, how about we just sort of stop the bus for two seconds and get a whiz break? Because my own blood is looking pretty damn appealing right now. And uh, I just want to get a little sip and just sort of revitalize myself. How's that sound, guys? <laughs> I don't urinate because I'm a vampire. <laughs> what? I'm just guessing they don't urinate. Oh my Why days! Why would they? They don't. Oh. I mean, they drink blood. I mean, I guess. I guess so. Do you piss that out? That means they piss blood. I mean, if they're dead, I guess everything just kind of goes, just flush. There must be some sort of process <laughs> in there to get rid of the blood. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just like crash this bus into the seg- <laughs> segment now. So no. <laughs> <laughs> So guys, if we adopted a real vampire take on life, you know, what ideal vampire law would you like to adopt? Are you a Twilight person? Are you a bit of a Blade kind of guy? You know, if you had to be a vampire, what would you most lend yourself to, considering it still has to be real? 
But if you want to pick one where you can actually go out during the day. Yeah, mm. Twilight vampires. Yeah. That's what I would choose. Because if you go out during the day, you're just extra sexy. <laughs> oh no, I'm extra sexy. Let me pout and glitter. Plus, baseball is a pretty fun sport. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Forgot about that part. <laughs> that was legit my favourite scene in that entire film. There was a favourite scene in the film? Yeah, the baseball scene from Twilight, where they've got music really playing in the background, and yeah, I don't really remember the rest of the film. <laughs> <laughs> There's that terrible baby as well, at the very end. See, I haven't, I've only watched uh... the first one, so I clearly haven't done my full research for this episode. <laughs> Imagine a Cabbage Patch Kid, and you get the idea. Stretched. Mm. And it's sexy for some reason as well. Why is the baby sexy? Yeah, actually, can I, can I just rant for a second here? Please. So my name is Jacob, obviously. So even though... <laughs> I, I know where this is going. Hello, Jacob. It's nice to meet you. Welcome to the team. Breaking news, everyone. But, okay, so I haven't watched the movies, but obviously I have some sort of investment because it's, you know, oh, Team Edward. Oh, it's Team Jacob and stuff. And so it's like, oh, he's a werewolf. He's all cool. And then you find out in the final one, he's got some sort of sick baby lust. Yeah. Oh, and it's yes, like, oh. I forgot that's a oh. thing. So I've read all the books, so I can inform you all on the baby lust if you want to mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. the gross details. We've already gone for vagina eggs, so I'm pretty sure we yeah. can go for baby lust. I'm sure we went through this in the forbidden first episode. <laughs> did we? I think we did. For a Any period. opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't talk about the first forbidden episode. No. Straightforward. <laughs> the episode that must not be named. <laughs> So basically, Jacob the werewolf, he doesn't imprint necessarily on the baby at first. He actually imprints on one of Bella's like ovaries. What? Okay. Well, because you have to fertilize an egg, and obviously yeah. all your eggs are in your body as soon as you are born. If you are, you know, you've got eggs. So that's why he was in love with Bella at the beginning, is because he actually had imprinted on one of her eggs in one of her ovaries. And then when it gets fertilized... Then he's in love with the baby that happens to come out, and then he's like, I'm soul bound to this baby, and when it grows up, I will marry it. But what's really upsetting is, if Bella had just waited one month, oh, that no. baby would have just been a period. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a very different story. That's finding a scary wolf man rummaging through your bins, and you just don't want to think <laughs> through about Through your that. panties. Somehow, that's less weird. Then, hey, I used to really want to bonk your mother, but now I want to bonk you. Is that okay? Yeah? I've wanted to fuck you since you were a baby. Oh, right. God. It's very upsetting. Ben, if you had to pick a type of vampire you were, what would you be? God, that's a difficult one. I'm quite a fan of the classic Transylvanian Nosferatu type, just because that's the one that in my opinion, sits on the pinnacle of vampire types. It's either that or Underworld, because Underworld was a very cool film, and who doesn't like Matrix crossed with vampires? I am very down with the Nosferatu. I am very what-we-do-in-the-dark type vampire, where it's kind of, like, very casual. That is a very fantastic sort of. film. It is a fantastic film. I mean, if, if we could all be more like that, we would be a happier people of vampires. Remember, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. Werewolves. <laughs> oh, werewolves. But that's definitely my kind of vampire I would choose to be. Just very classic, just very, like, out of the way, not world-dominant. You go to conventions every now and then to meet with fellow vampires and undead folk, and you just, you know, just live a pretty chill life. I mean, it's a bit shit. You have to be invited to places to go inside, but at the same time, you know, live forever. (laughs) Become a cat. I don't think living forever is a good thing. I don't know. I'd happily have the kind of, like, fuck-it attitude to things. It depends a lot on if you've got vampire buddies to go with you. Yeah. Mm, true. But even then, global warming is coming at us hard and fast. 
I mean, it's not even like you get to live that long, even if you get to live forever. Would a vampire survive the end of a world global warming-wise? Like, could the vampire kind band together? Vampires in space. Well, mm. and yeah, vampires in space, that could be cool. Or just wait it out and let society rebuild around you and be the new vampire overlords. Oh, I kind of imagined Earth kind of destroying Completely itself, imploding. Gone. Yeah, and then all the vampires just floating around on their own. They can make a vampire planet on the sun. I'd be really hacked off if I was like, okay, so I'm a vampire, I'm lasting forever, and humans done fucked up a world. I used to have Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, I had <laughs> Netflix, and now it's like, oh, we're all peasants again. I have to go back to the goddamn Dark Ages, which I probably have already lived through and thought was pretty shit, because we you know, <laughs> progressed in a nice, timely manner. I even got to the point where real people wanted to be vampires. That was neat. And then, no, we done done fuck it up and go back to square one again. You think vampires really should be leading the charge against global warming? Yeah, it's like, uh, slit it down the line, but we're the only ones that's going to get it in the neck. Yeah. There's oh, another pun oh, for you. Very good. Uh... Oh, I should be keeping count. I said I'd do that at the start of the episode, and I've not. Jacob, what kind of vampire would you be based on a real-life scenario, but adapting from a movie? Hmm. You've had some good choices there. I mean, since you've gone for the, uh, the face of Jude's one, I'm going to go for Blade. You know when it was like, we've got to hide, we can't let the humans know. Let's wear all leather and sunglasses and have our fangs <laughs> out constantly and listen to, I don't know, Created a Filth, whatever they listen to in those films. Are you talking about being the Blade vampire in that one, the hybrid? Are you talking about being the Vagina Mouth vampire? I will be Triple H in Blade 3 with his tiny dogs. I didn't know Triple H was in Blade 3. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he was in that. Oh, that's oh. so cool. Wait, does he play Dracula? No, he's just one of the lackeys. Oh, I see, I yes. see. It's been a while since I've watched Blade films. There were some good films. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not sure that's, <laughs> that's the term I would use. We'll agree to disagree, but you're wrong, Ben. <laughs> so, in that film, there is a kind of a twist on vampires being quite mainstream. In today's mainstream media, where are vampires? Actually, I've a better question. Where does this whole humans wanting to be vampires thing come from? Where did it all start? I guess that depends on how far back you want to go. Do you mean kind of like modern day, day one day one well to be honest there's been some sort of vampire myth since the dawn of civilization oh, if you shit. go back to i don't know mesopotamia or ancient egypt there's some legend of some blood-sucking vampire creature maybe it's a devil or a demon but you know something that comes in the night and drains you ah someone from accounting <laughs> oh oh look mm. at that look at that white collar humor there terrible oh 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 in the more modern day, there's two things that really kind of kicked off the vampire craze. One is the RPG Vampire the Masquerade. Who have played that before? I've heard of that before. Mm. Apparently, it's That's very good. Huge for the listener. Imagine like D and D, but with vampires. That was one of the big ones because it gave them a whole kind of lexicon of terms to use, and it let them kind of be more open about it because you can say, "I'm a vampire." In game, obviously, not real, uh... all that kind of thing. And the other one was the adaptation of Anne Rice's Interview with the Vampire which came out in the 90s, and that really kicked off the kind of modern-day vampire craze. Oh, wow. Tom Cruise is a vampire. It's yes. weird. And, oh, uh, what's her face? I've forgotten her name now. Small uh, child. Small, Nicolas Cage. Small child, not Nicolas Cage for once. Small child who gets turned into a creepy vampire. Mm. Oh, and of course you had Bram Stoker's Dracula was done in the 90s as well, with good old Keanu Reeves' brilliant British accent. Wait, huh? what? What is this? I feel I've not watched this film before. You've not seen Bram Stoker's Dracula? No. Just watch the first two seconds where he's like, 1892, Budapest. It's the worst worst accent I've ever seen. Can I I get that again, Jacob, please? What, Budapest? (laughs) 
Seriously, listeners, go on Google, type in Keanu Reeves' opening of Dracula. You will find it. It's just terrible. Kissed and dunced, that's for one. That's who plays a creepy oh, vampire was child. Oh, jeez. God, she was young then. Back when she was, yeah, how old was she at the time? She must have been like 10 or something. Maybe even younger. Yeah. I can't just say, I, she watched Time Circus Dracula a little while ago, and there's a one scene in that which is really weird, where Keanu lays on a bed and there's all those sexy lady vampires. Classic Keanu. And they're getting all over him and all that kind of stuff. And there's, for, I don't know, half a second, there's a shot of him lactating blood, and it's never addressed. Oh. It's really weird. I don't know why they filmed it. Because oh. that wasn't scripted, that just started happening, and they were confused, <laughs> so they filmed it. I was going to say, I'm sure Keanu Reeves legitimately probably is a vampire, a daywalker, yeah. because he literally doesn't age. And who played Dracula in that movie? Gary mm. Oldman, and he hasn't aged either. That is true. He's always been like that moustache and all from like day one. Where are the pictures of young Gary Oldman? Mm. That is a question. What, when he's Gary Youngman? <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Have peaked. Oh, dear me. So... Like, how big is this? I mean, there's a subculture of people who try and be vampires. Are there conferences? Are there global summits? Is there some sort of Illuminati going on? What are the numbers looking like? It's kind of difficult to tell, really, because a lot of them are kind of private about it. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, exactly. Imagine going to your mates, oh yeah, on a night I go and drink a man's blood. And you go, oh, okay, that's a bit cool. weird. No, wait, so... bro, I'm a juggalo. What? <laughs> <laughs> I drink Fago instead. <laughs> it's equivalent to blood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's very difficult to know exactly. One article I found said around 5,000 total in the US, which maybe the New Orleans researcher said there's probably around 50 vampires per city, but then immediately contradicts himself because in New Orleans he met 35 and estimates as double that. So, uh. <laughs> They grow in number. That's really impressive. I mean, we've, we've covered subcultures of lesser numbers. Hmm. They're literally vampires around us. Yeah, I mean, well, there's vampire myths all around the world, so there will be people in Asia and Africa and places which, obviously, he didn't get to talk to that will think they are vampires. Oh, You might know a vampire and exactly. not even realise yeah. it. You might not realise you are a vampire. <gasps> Quick, look in a mirror. Oh, here's a fun fact. Do you know why vampires traditionally can't see themselves in a mirror? Why? Back in the, uh, the good old days, mirrors were made of silver. And of course, silver oh. is a holy metal. Yes, and they couldn't see themselves. So if you are a real vampire, we poor peasant humans can actually see our reflection. But would you openly refuse mirrors in general to be like, I'm committing to this full time, no mirrors in my home. I have to accept the challenge of getting ready in the morning without knowing, just knowing how awesome and beautiful I am and hoping that I get it right. Well, nowadays <laughs> it's easy because mirrors aren't made of silver anymore, so you'd generally be all right. That is something that's changed a lot in vampire mythology, isn't it? Yeah, I get that the mirrors used to be silver, but then modern mirrors turned to it. And a lot of vampire stuff now, like CCTV doesn't work on them, things like that. Oh, yeah. So you gotta, you got to think there, what's going on? What's the deal? What's the deal, mm. vampires? There's also the two types of, well, sometimes it's a vampire and everything on their person. And sometimes you can still see the clothes you're putting on. So you can have a little bit of a fashion sense. <laughs> And now I'm actually a naked vampire bank robber. <laughs> just thinking they can't catch me now. Yeah. At the time, no one tries to stop you because you just seem so crazy. And they're clearly <laughs> exactly, going yeah. to catch you. But when we go to look at the CCTV footage later, amazing, there's nothing. <laughs> wow. wow. So I'm going to 
because we've mentioned it 10 minutes in and we've not brought it up. And I'm really proud of us, guys. Well done. For the semi-end of the episode before the big semi. question. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, I just pre-shot that subject right out, didn't I? <laughs> oh, God. So in Blade 2, no, 3 even, Dracula, as played by the big meat man from Prison Break, comes across a Dracula sex toy shop. Specifically, a Dracula sex toy shop. Wait, Dracula sex toy? Yeah, not yeah, yeah. Not vampire, Dracula. Uh, I don't know, I'm not going to presume that every vampire is a Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that. I don't think it's that like, every vampire is a Dracula, but every Dracula is a vampire. Mm, I mean, that is a fact. It's like saying that every Joe is a person. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I once knew a Joe of a cat, so... <laughs> oh, shit. Just to just oh, throw a well. spanner in the works there. God damn it. Back to the point. So, if I was a vampire, and I had the ability to ensnare people, I personally would open up a big, hefty chain of sex toys. Why? Because I can just be like, sup, buy my stuff. You could do that anyway. Eyes. I mean, yeah, but me doing that to people in public doesn't have the same effect as, you know, mind control. Gets you arrested, doesn't it, Jake? Just like last yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that anymore around schools. The mums don't appreciate it. <laughs> so you're saying that vampires should use their powers of seduction to open up sex shops? I mean, I think, if anything, if you were going to drive the industry to what you generally had a superpower in, again, going back to Blade 3, there's a fair amount out there. Isn't that right, Jacob? Unfortunately so, yes. There is quite a few marital aids, so we say. Um, <laughs> but I've got two here. If you go into your notes... Is this under the vamp Edward Cullen dildo, by any chance? Indeed it is. Ooh. Indeed it is. How exciting that I get to click on such a thing. <laughs> I feel it's a, it'd be a justice not to explore this route of vampire-shaped genitalia yeah i mean the weird thing is they've made it out of a material that retains hot or cold so oh, i like that that's clever yeah so just like edward because he's got cold skin just pop it in the fridge <laughs> here's a life hack for you guys don't pop him in the fridge wrap some wet tissue around it pop him in the freezer it'll be just as cold in a much quicker space of time oh, there we go good yeah. to know just like you do with a beer mm. <laughs> i just felt like i need to put that disclaimer on the end <laughs> oh yeah sure got it mm. <laughs> I take umbrage with the fact that this uh, Edward Cullen penis replica has been circumcised. Edward Cullen is an English man from the 1800s, and he almost definitely would not have been circumcised. Ooh. Just, just saying. Oh god, I scroll down further. Yes. Well, strangely enough, you said, oh, I put tissue around a beer can. Well, hello, <laughs> oh. sucky dry sex in a can. That looks like a beer can. Hmm... It's got spikes inside. Yeah, I've just seen that, the little side cutaway. Hmm. That's, um... Ouch. It's in keeping with the idea of vampires, I would admit. Because this is an audio medium to describe to the viewers, we are currently looking at what can be described as a can that's on its side with the top cut off and a pair of lips and fangs. And it gives us a really nice inside view. It's like a reverse cactus. Why do they never try and, like, I don't know, put any colour on these things? That that mouth, the flesh-coloured teeth. You could oh. paint it yourself. Put lipstick on it. Is that your main takeaway from this? If that's your main problem, is that <laughs> the colours just aren't realistic. There needs to be a little bit of difference in tone between the skin and the lips. The teeth should be white. Look, I'm just saying, if I'm getting my dick sucked, I want it sucked by someone with normal white teeth, not fleshy teeth, okay? <laughs> don't know where those flesh teeth have been. I'm also... 
quite surprised by the fact that you would have expected the teeth to be perfect. And actually, they seem to be quite standard. Yeah, they're really wonky. Bit of a wonk there, isn't it? On the middle two, mm. there's a bit of a gap, a gap as well. And they're different sizes. So this makes me wonder, was this modelled on real teeth? <laughs> a real vampire. It's probably one of those suscitation dolls. Just put a plaster cast over it and then <laughs> added fangs in afterwards. Oh. Why the throat spiky? Is that what real vampire throats are like? It's ribbed for your pleasure, but they're textured like little wooden stakes like you'd stab a vampire with. Yeah, it's going to stab your cock. Yeah. Which is apparently something people like. Well, I'm not sure what everyone else is into, but... (laughs) But yes. Yeah. (laughs) This makes me feel as this why vampires can't eat, because it'll get clogged in their throat spikes. Oh. I mean, it almost looks like a a turtle's throat. Have you ever seen that before? Where it's just all spikes. It's mad that whenever I see a picture of one of these like very realistic dildos and one of these really realistic like fleshlights, I want to put the penis in the fleshlight. They just go together. Slot them in. Yeah. It's like a puzzle. <laughs> so like the kind of puzzle you might get in a Christmas cracker. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just I feel it would slot in <laughs> well. <laughs> it depends. I mean, you might have to thumb oh, it in a bit. No thumbing required, I think, with this one. No it looks quite firm. No thumbing required. I found another vampire one that's just like a really weirdly shaped tongue. Like, it actually looks really painful. I wouldn't put this in me. Can I see? I'll tell you if I'd put it in me. (laughs) (laughs) If you are a real vampire and you have a preference in toy, please share it in the comments in some way, shape or form. Because you've got to admire the creativity of, yeah, wow. I feel like you could really hurt yourself if you sat on that. Oh, it almost looks like a candle that's kind of melted slightly and tipped. <laughs> I'm very excited to see it now that I've heard all these wonderful descriptors. Mm, it's got the same fleshy teeth thing going on as well. Oh, oh, it's loading. Oh, God, that looks sharp. <laughs> it does. I am genuinely uncomfortable looking at that. I feel pain inside me. Oh, is that what vampire tongues are meant to look like? Oh. <laughs> Oh, looks like a torture device. Yeah, it really does. It's like how they'd punish witches. (laughs) With just vampire tongue. Well, I feel I'm satisfied knowing that that is the range of what I have to look forward to as an up-and-coming vampire. But Joe, you've actually had something quite special for us planned for the end of this episode. A quiz of sorts. It's a very special quiz, yeah. It's which movie vampire are you most like? I feel I should warn you ahead of time. I started taking the test. It is very long. Very, very long. <laughs> Quick, everyone. Jump cut. I've already got my result. Oh, what? I'm a Damon Salvatore. Who the hell is he? You cause trouble. Like Damon Salvatore, you are always labelled as the troublemaker. But many people don't know that you have a soft side. The fuck is this person? What is he from? This is Who's this nobody? This 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 jerk. <laughs> Does it say what show he's from? Oh, he's from oh, The Vampire Diaries. Oh. Is that a big show? I mean, he's a good-looking guy, don't get me wrong. He's just wondering if they do a vampire dildo for him, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sadly, no. I got um, Celine, who's that woman from uh, Underworld. See, that's cool. I can get behind Celine. 
I guess I'm now legally required to just wear leather yeah. at all times. Yeah, yeah. wear yes, leather at all please. times, jump over tall buildings, and have real cool kung fu skills. Don't forget to brood. Heavy brooding. I don't know what I did to get mine, but I am very specifically Rosalie Cullen, who... Oh, same! I know it's from Twilight, I have no idea who, but... She's the most boring one in She's Twilight. She's the most boring... <laughs> Joe, boring vampire team, let's high five. Yeah! Oh, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, you know who your guys is. Who's Damon Salvatore? Who's this shit? What's he done recently? What has Damon Salvatore done recently? Vote for Pedro. <laughs> I'm Googling him. Well, whilst you're Googling, I feel this is a good place to wrap up and leave on an interesting note. Oh, he's handsome. He is handsome. I'll happily take that, because right now he's got nothing else for me. So, Real Vampires, what an episode. What a look into a subculture. Personally, I'm happy to embrace that secretly deep down, I've just been one of these kind of like, I'm going to refer to them as party vampires, who just enjoy a good time. I don't know about you guys, but this is another one I'm going to add to my uh, abattoir of subcultures. I feel it fits quite nicely into the juggalo lifestyle. I think you mean repertoire, not abattoir. <laughs> abattoir is a very different thing. I think abattoir fits better. It does, though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Depends what kind of vampire are, Ben. Righty, so leaving on that note, thank you all for joining us through this wonderful journey of real vampires. If you are a real vampire, please comment, share your opinions, share your experiences. We are very keen. Thank you, Jacob, for being our expert for today. That's all right. And thank you all for listening. We are the subcultured world of tourism, Ooh. and we apologize for this message. Hold that pissing blood stuff, though, because I'm going to start nose diving into like the culture and the mainstream. Hold that pissing blood stuff. That is, that is <laughs> that's, that's the, the gold. That's the end line.